Hello, my friends. Kevin here. Hope you're having a wonderful week so far. Um, I've recently got a new addition to my sound setup. It's a it's a DBX 286S, and it's kind of a pre-processor that goes into uh, Scarlett 6i6 and a, and a cloud lifter. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, but I've got a new kind of uh, preamp that's supposed to kind of block out some additional background noise and, and help help with the sound quality. So if it sounds better or worse, let me know. and probably will sound exactly the same to you. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of um, talk today a little bit about uh, kind of in response to my last my last recording episode number 84 what to do when your advisory clients can't or don't implement your advice and one of the things I talked about was if they don't have an if the client doesn't have an in-house say marketing person uh, to implement what do you what do you do and I think a part of that was you know around project management and how that's kind of a you know kind of a gray area so I'll just tell you a quick story so when I was getting into advisory work uh, I started off by being sort of a project basically I, I considered a fractional CMO, but it was sort of like a fractional marketing manager. So I would still bring in all these suppliers, pass them along to the client at cost. I took a $4,000 a month Canadian fee and I would basically manage and produce the results, but I wouldn't be implementing any of the stuff myself. I would just coordinate, project manage, talk with the client, make sure that everything was good. Kind of like what I did with an agency, except I took my fee up front. So rather than trying to implement um, all that stuff on top of and like try to make a profit on top of all that implementation, on top of the work that they were doing, I instead said, well, I read a book called Profit First, and frankly, the book had nothing to do with my decision, but I realized that I was taking my profit last. I was doing all this work, I had a bunch of you know freelancers and contractors doing a bunch of stuff, and then I'd hope to make money at the end of the engagement. And I was like, well, what if I flipped that on its head and I took profit first? So I guaranteed and locked in my initial profit and then took uh, markup marked up time or took whatever you know um, last and eventually I landed on on being a uh, a consultant obviously instead of instead of being a, 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 an agency and I kind of became a deconstructed marketing agency if you will so I would still manage the project I would still oversee it I would still produce a result I'd still report on it <clears throat> but I'd be neutral and I would bring in my my experts and and co- contractors and, and what's whatnot and freelancers to do the implementation. But I would you know take my fixed fee and I would manage it and report on it and, and get your results. You wouldn't have to hire an in-house marketing manager. And for four thousand dollars a month, I was able to produce a result plus have the value out of bringing an entire team, people from around the world, the various price points. So they were able to kind of get a very fast-acting marketing department uh, for the price of a fractional you know fraction of the cost of an employee. So that was sort of how I positioned it. But with with that, I was a marketing, basically a marketing project manager as well. And that's where it became a bottleneck very quickly. I eventually got a second client like this as a fractional CMO. And I was leading, this was a, probably about an eight or $10 million um, uh, products brand that does e-commerce and retail. And I was leading their entire marketing team uh, remotely as well as this other companies. And I was charging them about four forty $4,500 or so a month. And that was good. Like I was making okay money, but it was... Um, but I was managing two two big clients' projects, and that was not that not really going to be sustainable. And I was getting burnt out, and it was just not going to work. So what I eventually did was I removed the element of project management. And this is kind of what goes to Mark's question about my follow up in follow up to the last recording: is should you do you know project management or serve as a quarterback if they don't have an in house marketing manager? And to me, my answer is a hard hard no. Now, uh, the thing about project management is it's probably the highest amount of energy and stress and effort relative to the lowest amount of value. There's actually very little, to me, there's very little value in project management. In fact, 
Um, I mean, like, look, getting projects managed and getting them done is valuable, but, but in terms of what I can do, it was much lower than knowing what to do, knowing who to hire, knowing what, how to bring things, you know, into place and how to get results. So frankly, I just didn't want to waste my time doing something that could be outsourced for 20 or $30 an hour, uh, just so I could focus on just the things that I do best. It also exhausted me and I wasn't good at it relative to my other skills. And I was like, you know, why I just want to not do this. So the answer to your question is if they don't have an in-house marketing person to implement, the first thing I say up front is, look, we're going to work together. Together, but I'm an advisor. So what I don't do is project management. What I don't do is chase people and follow people up and 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 move tasks around and push pixels. That's not what I do. But if you have someone in-house who, even if you don't have a super capable marketing manager, you need someone who's willing to own the projects and is willing to take those responsibilities on so that they can... Um, so that ultimately there's someone in-house who, who is responsible for following up, checking on things, getting information. And if they don't know what to do or don't know where to go or don't know how to do something, they can come to me. And that's what I'm there for. I know what to do, how to do it, who to use. But I'm not going to go and push pixels. You, you can find information. And if you run into issues, that's what I'm here for. And I made that very clear. Now, sometimes there are, there are cases where the client just doesn't have the capacity or the skills to really do that project management piece effectively. And that's where we run into a few challenges in terms of speed of implementation. So what I was suggesting in the last recording, and this is something you may want to do as well, is have like a freelance project manager that you can bring in just like you would any other thing. Uh, remember, you're a facilitator. You know, you almost want to like you almost want to run your advisory business. If you're going to create a lot of leverage, you want to run it as though your hands were tied behind your back, and all you had was your expertise. You could get on calls, you could look at things, you can use the internet, but you couldn't actually be a project. But you can use your hands to move projects along. Obviously, outside of a few kind of bits and pieces here and there, and. That to me is the difference between an advisor and consulting. A consultant uh, is more hands-on, does a lot more reports and deliverables, whereas an advisor is more of a facilitator, uses his expertise and his resources and his Rolodex, if you will, to get results. Uh, And I try to lean towards more advisory work. And this is just a nuance that I've created, so it's not like a standard definition. You can do whatever is right for you. But what I would recommend, and this is what I'm kind of looking into 2021, is is finding someone who might be a really good project manager as as a career, as someone who does this full time, uh, or like as a as a as a freelancer or contractor. And I may hire them to both work for for me and look at my system standards and processes and things that I bring into my client engagements, as well as for my clients. So if they can't project manage, if they can't implement, this person would be on the call. They'd be 20, 30 bucks an hour, but they would make sure that all projects get done and delivered on time. And there'd be follow-up and check-ins and making sure that, you know, things are getting done. And um, not every client is going to need that, but having someone as part of your arsenal, the same way you would a a graphic designer, a web developer, um, I think you call them the, uh, what do you call them? The Federation, I think is what you call your, your Rolodex. And I call mine the Rolodex. Uh, there's trusted partners, you know, there's all kinds of names for the people that you bring in or for work to. But I, what I wouldn't try to do is become the project manager. Uh, your job is not to manage projects. Your job is to know what projects to work on, how to do them, who to, who to get them done, how they should be done, how they should be delivered, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and not be the one who's in the weeds being like, hey, did you do this? Did you check up on this? Because then you're kind of basically becoming an employee and that's a really just kind of, it's a job that is lower leverage, first of all. It's higher stress. So at nighttime you're thinking, okay, did I follow up on these things? Yada, yada, yada. Like to me at the end of the day, I don't even 
I think about work as much as anyone, but I don't, I don't stress about work. I don't think like, Oh my goodness, I didn't, I'm not getting this stuff done fast enough or I'm not doing this thing done, get, you know, fast enough, or I did forgot to reply to this person. I better go do that. And none of that. So once I leave my calls and pretty well free of responsibility and deliverables, yes, there are outcomes that I sometimes need to go chase up on. And yes, sometimes I'll go above and beyond. Like I'll give strategic direction to a graphic designer so that they know the feedback we're trying to get. And it comes from me and I'll record a loom video or record some audio or something for them. Um, but I'm not the one that has to ultimately the deliverables are few on my end and more so on the client's end. And if they don't have the in-house capacity, they may not even be a right fit for you in the first place. But what I was proposing in the last email and last, uh, uh, recording was that maybe, maybe what you do is have someone who's good at implementation and can at least maybe a general marketing manager slash project manager who can kind of get their hands on things and can do a bunch of, um, the tasks work, whether that's project management alone or just a whole bunch of tasks. And that alone can allow you to move a lot faster in your work which allows you to add more value to the client. Uh, and usually for a marginal extra cost, if it costs them an extra 500000 you know, depending on what they need, $2,000 a month, uh, then so be it. But at least they'll get a lot more done. The problem is if they don't get it done, that becomes a problem. But if you coming in, if they don't have an in-house marketing manager to manage projects quickly will bottleneck you and your business, you won't have that leverage. What you want to do is have a methodology that lives outside of you. You want to have clients that are willing to own the, the projects you work on and follow up and give them enough tasks and enough instruction that they can do those things between calls and that they can you can point to your methodology, which ideally has a process associated with it, which has some kind of information or resources that they can look at, or if not, you help them create a proof of concept on the phone. Um, and then if they need additional support in the, by way of project management or implementation, they should either hire someone if they're big enough or that you can bring in this part-time person, a VA, a general marketing freelancer or a project manager, and that should do the job. But the last thing you want to do is become a project manager because then it becomes on you and says, hey, Mark, did you get that thing done that we talked about? And then that's like, you know, that, that just puts you in a complete different state of stress and work. And, it, you know, I just wouldn't do that. So that's my perspective. I quickly got bottlenecked after two clients being their project manager. What you want to be as a facilitator, you oversee things. You, you're just there to watch, to guide, to direct, and to make sure the work's getting done on time, to jump in where needed, where your skills are applied. And I know you do a lot of strategic work and messaging, and that's, that's great. And you can jump in and do some hands-on stuff you know, to me, I'll mostly only do hands-on work when the client is on the call. So if they're willing to get on a call with me and hash out something, I'm willing to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to go sit in my office and come up with a proof of concept. They can send me a proof of concept or they can show me that they're in progress and I can edit and work on something. Um, but generally speaking, you know, I'm not doing much of that work at all. And that's worked out well for me. So that's, that's kind of the goal. The goal is to free yourself up as much as you can so that you can continue building leverage into your business around your expertise, not your hands. Your hands are limited and your expertise um, can spread far and wide depending on how you structure your agreements. So I wouldn't advise having a project manager that you employ instead having it as an option that they can hire and outsource to. And eventually that project manager should be able to just do a whole bunch of your stuff because they'll learn your system, they'll learn your methodology, they'll, and then they'll even be able to, and this is my point last time, they'll even be able to, once they've done it for one client, take the documentation and put a basic version of that into your own, like you can pay them separately to put that system into your own methodology. So if you have a checklist item to, you know, review the SEO and maybe there's a whole bunch of things that go into that, you're, you have it written down and documented so that the next time the client needs it, there's some process there that's documented and, uh, and organized. So that's my thoughts anyways. Uh, I would stay away from project management unless you like it. And even then, uh, to me, it's low leverage, high stress. I wouldn't do it. Let me know if you've got any more questions. I'd love to hear them. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye for now.